Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence listening family, and welcome to Thursday morning's edition of Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host Kelly Schneider. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. We are live from Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota. Lovely uh, June morning here on the Feast of St. Peter and Paul. Uh, we also have Mike Kirowski joining us in studio this morning. Good yeah. morning, Mike. Good morning, Amanda and Kelly. Thanks again for doing this. You are our star co-hosts of the month, I believe. <laughs> uh, we'll at expect least, our stickers. At, at least today. So thank you for doing this. And well, it's lovely. We've got uh, all sorts of wonderful guests coming up with this you. morning. Yeah. yeah, listeners, I hope you're able to stay with us for the whole two hours. We've got... A variety of clergy and lay people that are going to be joining us live on air uh, throughout the program on a variety of topics. So I'm really excited. We're going to be in lots of different directions today. We are. Yeah, we are. We're going to we're going to hear from all sorts of of various things that I'm sure will be enriching to your life and ours Absolutely. as well. So um, without further ado, uh, we want to. Uh, get right to our first guest so that we have ample time. Uh, and so, Mike, you want to introduce us yes, to uh, uh, Father it, Wilhelm? It's my pleasure, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to introduce uh, uh, to you Father Chad Wilhelm. Uh, Father Chad, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Amanda and Kelly. Yes, indeed. Wow, good job, Father. Good morning, <laughs> well, Father. Well, it's fantastic on the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul yes. that I get to be able to visit with you all this morning. Yes. Beautiful feast day for all of us in the church. And Father Chad, as we uh, always do uh, at the beginning of our live show, we uh, start off with, with prayer. So could you please uh, lead us in prayer this morning? Sure thing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, our Father, direct we beseech thee all of our works and actions of this day, that everything that begins with your holy inspiration, everything that's followed through, will always be happily ended. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Saints Peter and Paul. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Amen. Holy Mother Mary. Pray, pray for, for us. Good and noble Saint Joseph. Pray, pray for us. Good and holy and noble Saint James. Pray for, pray for us. us. May the divine assistance always remain with us, and may the souls of the faithful departed to the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Beautiful, Father. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, very, uh, Kelly and I are feeling very blessed to be uh, broadcasting the Feast of St. Peter and Paul today, uh, both such foundations of our faith. And we're going to be visiting with you today about your faith journey in your priesthood. So for our listeners who might not be familiar um, with you, Father, could you just give us a little uh, introduction of your 
of yourself, uh, about who you are and where you are currently located, because I understand that you're either in the process or recently moved. Just recently moved. I am uh, two days uh, new uh, pastor and rector of St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota. I just moved from uh, Devil's Lake, North Dakota, where I had been for many years, and uh, it's quite a transition because, I, as I say, when I move, it's the Father Wilhelm traveling mass show, and so, <laughs> like I say, is that when I when I leave a place, it's I got to take the big top down. I have to take the elephants and the giraffes and all of my statues, as I say, and it takes a lot to move me. But um, it's it's a good way to know that uh, um, uh, the things I collect and the things that I say, you know what. I just don't want any of these things to follow me into purgatory because it's going to take a long time. But uh, uh, I'm uh, originally from Glen Allen, North Dakota, oh, and nice. uh, I have lots of relatives because my mother's originally from Dickinson, and my grandparents lived there, um, and they celebrated 75 years of marriage there. So my grandpa and grandma Birch are originally from Dickinson. My mother knew Raddick. And um, I had an aunt who was a school sister of Notre Dame, was still alive, 97 years old, who was also a principal of St. Joseph Dickinson. So um, sure. just that I wow. have a little bit of connection to Dickinson, where you're interviewing today, and St. Wenceslaus Parish and Saints Peter and Paul out in Neuratic. And so mm -hmm. uh, what, a, what a day to call me. But um, I was raised in Glen Allen and um, graduated, went to Cardinal Minch Seminary in Fargo at NDSU, graduated um, with a minor in philosophy and, uh, and also, uh, you know, a, uh, a minor in library science. <laughs> so they somehow wow. fit together. <laughs> and <laughs> wow. then I went to Mount St. Mary's Seminary, which is in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Yeah. And Emmitsburg, as you know, had a wonderful, our first American-born saint, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, brought her religious order to Emmitsburg, and there was a seminary there and mm -hmm. a convent, and so I graduated um, from Mount St. Mary's with a degree in uh, history, church history, so I'm a devotee of church history. I Which have, seems uh, fitting, Father, since you have that library science background in you. <laughs> I, I know, and that's why I have about 10,000 volumes of books <laughs> that need to go to a library because I don't have enough room to store them now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, you have your own library. It's like a traveling library. I, I do. It's a theological library. Once us priests get our libraries together, uh, we have a very particular library, and so it's filled with uh, the books of lives of the saints and uh, systematic theology, all of those good things that priests have to continue to keep up on and continue to study the faith throughout our whole life. You don't learn everything, as you well know, just through one class. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole lifetime of coming to know Jesus more deeply, uh, the love that he's given us through his Holy Catholic Church, which he gave to the apostles and continues on to this day. Um, uh, you know, so many people um, sometimes 
don't even try to study a little bit because they think it's just um, over their head. But, you know, um, I knew an old farmer, and he prayed uh, the catechism every morning. And in his life, he went through the catechism ten times. And he said in his wonderful German accent, you know, Father, you can always get a little something out of that every day. And I just, (laughs) that stuck with me. And so he uh, inspired me just like, that's exactly it. You got to continue to study no matter where we are, farmer, priest, uh, banker, wherever you find yourself, retired, busy with 10 children. Um, it just opens your heart and your soul to know Christ more deeply. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Father. Uh, you mentioned uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland, which just brought back uh, a lovely memory for me. I, I have the privilege of, of leading students from Trinity here out to the March for Life every year. And a couple of years ago, we got to go up and see the shrine uh, of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton uh, up in that area. And we were right near the cemetery and the grotto and, and all that. So what a what a beautiful area to study and grow and learn uh, in your faith. I can imagine that was very edifying. It, it was. And you know what I liked about being there is that it wasn't a seminary in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we can send our seminarians mm-hmm. to some very glorious places like Rome or to huge cities in the United States, and then they have to come back to North Dakota, and then they have to get, you know, a, a place in a parish like Haymarsh, North Dakota, and <laughs> they go, um, 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 where is Starbucks coffee? And oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I enjoyed um, being uh, uh, educated uh, in a place that um, mm-hmm. really brought me back to my rural roots of North Dakota. Mm. So it's all about the beauty that Mother Seton teaches, that wherever we find ourselves, bloom where you're planted and mm. give Christ with your whole heart. So that's one of the great gifts of Mother Seton. Father, that's beautiful. I'm, um, I'm particularly interested in knowing from you... Um, you talked about how further study, you know, how, how we should never tire in our life of learning and growing in the faith. Can you talk a little bit? Because, if, well, first of all, I, want, I, I would like for you to tell our listeners how long you've been ordained. I don't think that we, we did talk about that. But then talk about how your own personal faith journey you know, has evolved over that time and what, you know, maybe what, where you started as a, as a baby priest in terms of what you liked, <laughs> what you like to study has changed over time. I, I, I think that's such an awesome question. <laughs> well, you know, um, as I say, as I was, I'm ordained 29 years now. 29. I am middle Beautiful. age clergy. And <laughs> as I say, I'm approaching 60 years old and 300 pounds. So, I tell you that that is all middle-aged, wonderful things. You know, we all have a a baby time, a middle age, and we all, you know, have the time that we are, as we like to say, recycled teenagers. But uh, uh, during that time, it's incredible is that um, uh, what I have found uh, a great gift to us as priests is that we pray the divine office every day, and we pray the the full divine office, you know, as uh, uh, I took uh, a vow, you know, as all of us priests do, to pray the divine office. And during my time 
starting as a cleric, you know, when I was ordained a deacon and uh, ordained a priest, I've never missed praying the office every day mm-hmm. or offering Mass every day. It's one of the wonderful gifts that Bishop Sullivan, who was our, pre- our bishop here in Fargo, he, he, he said that to us as seminarians, and I said, oh, I, 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 I want to strive for that. So one of the things that um, where our, our, our classroom really is, it, it's consistency in prayer mm-hmm. and uh, receiving communion, going to, to Mass, you know, especially on Sundays, at least Sundays. But, you know, um, uh, the, these two classrooms, the classroom of prayer and the classroom of the Mass, um, it, the consistency of it, you know, sometimes people say that they get bored with the sameness of things, but I have offered the breviary um, every day for 30 years, and it's incredible that um, something that I offered and prayed all of a sudden strikes me, mm. and I'm going, wow, I, I, I don't remember reading this. And so uh, uh, it, God works and and works on the heart and the soul in times in our life where he opens the heart and the soul a little more for his love, a little more for healing, and a little more to hear his voice. And so that's what I always say is consistency. Even if you offer the rosary every day, um, all of a sudden God will work in you at a moment. And it's it's a gift and it's a grace from God. Hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful, Father, you know, as you talk about that as that classroom of faith. And just with with anything in our lives of of opening ourselves up and continuing to grow and just having that consistency and it really is is beautiful how God can work with that of just us being open. Open and consistent. And that's that's one of the things that God God works greatly in that, and it's the everydayness of life. And you know, sometimes, you know, that everydayness, sometimes uh, there's a staleness in there, but mm-hmm. stick through it, pray through it, don't give up through it. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that, you know, it's not every day that you have um, uh, butterfly sunshine and candy canes. It's not like that all the time, but prayer is consistent, and it's sometimes you take up your cross, and sometimes you glory in the resurrection and the ascension. And sometimes you find yourself like St. Peter and Paul in a dungeon, and you just, uh, by, by the graces of God, the sacraments of the Church, especially, you know, confession at a regular basis, yes. um, God, God does such good things for us if we only allow Him to work and say, yes, Lord, um, I'm yours, do with me as you want. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the gift for all of us. Yes, beautiful, Father. Well, we have to take a quick break here, uh, but stay with us, listeners. Uh, Father Chad Wilhelm is going to join us on the other side of the break as we continue to talk about this journey of faith and what is good for us in this soul. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thank you. 
At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Umary.edu. That's umary.edu. Good day to every one of you who are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, and I'm assigned at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. And one of the things that I have found in my assignment is that I wanted to become more friendly, to get to know St. Joseph more. And one of the things in just in Joseph's name, J-O-S-E-P-H, if you take that name, Joseph is just. O, that he's obedient. S, that he was silent. E, that he's an example. P, that he was a parent, the parent, the foster parent of Jesus, and H, husband of Mary. What a wonderful thing to imitate this good, holy man that the Father in heaven chose for his foster father here on earth. And so, have a devotion to St. Joseph. Come to know him. Come to know his intercession as he brings us and leads us always ever more closely in a relationship with the Holy Family. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, Real Presence Radio family. Good morning again from the Church of Queen of Peace in Dickinson, North Dakota. We welcome all of our listeners across five, six states and growing, growing. Uh, growing and growing and growing. So thank you for joining us this morning to our, our listeners near and far. We're going to get right back to it uh, with our first guest of the day, Father Chad Wilhelm. Um, and Father, we wanted to talk about Amanda and I. This is Kelly. Amanda and I want to hear about your own personal vocation story, which um, for so many listeners, so many of us, that's a, a source of inspiration for the uh -huh. faithful. Just hearing where our priests, our religious, uh, where that call came from in you and when that started in you. So, Father, would you take us a little bit um, on that journey? Thanks, Kelly and Amanda. You know, um, one of the things that I think is very important, because sometimes we don't ever think that children are hearing things or that somehow um, they don't know enough, but uh, God works through our childhood. And uh, I, I have to say is that um, uh, I had my calling when I was in second grade. This is like 1972. And we had a Catholic school in Glen Allen, which I had three years. And the Benedictine Sisters of Watertown were our, 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 our teachers. What a gift uh, we had in our Benedictine Sisters um, and the nuns who really were inspirational. But what happened 
is that I'm not very good in sports. I always said I, keep, I always kept the other half of the school running the concession stands and sweeping <laughs> after um, a basketball game. I, 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 uh, sports was not really my thing. But um, uh, when I was in second grade, uh, we were playing kickball. And I was the last one picked, but they didn't have even teams, so I had to sit on the sideline, and I was feeling sorry for myself, <laughs> and I was going to run away. And oh, man. So what happened is I was going to leave because um, uh, I wasn't picked for volleyball, and so I, I left the playground. And this is one of the things is that um, it, this is a, a, a gift that, that uh, I had received. I, I, I walked into the church, you know, so the busyness and the, 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 the pandemonium of a playground with kids and walking into our church, Sacred Heart in Glen Allen, it was just, it was blaringly silent. And um, mm-hmm. it was incredible for me. And I go, wow. And then I was walking around and I um, stopped in front of our statue, the Blessed Mother. Now, you know, around Glen Allen um, and Heart Butte Dam and all of that, there's a lot of rattlesnakes, okay? Mm-hmm. And so anytime you heard them and we were out in the field, we would run as fast as we could. Well, I looked up, and there was this statue, and I knew it was Jesus' mother standing on a snake. <laughs> and I said, there's something. Um, she, she protects us from the snakes and uh, the rattlesnakes that she had her foot on there. Well, of course, that's that statue of Our Lady of Grace. And I'm going to tell you, as, as a second grader, this is what I heard, and it... it, it it resounds in my my heart and soul from the day I heard it, and I haven't had any such thing since. But I distinctly heard a woman's voice that says, you're in my care, you will be my priest. I didn't know what any of that meant. And I had that experience as a second grader. And, you know, other uh, priests speak about, you know, their vocations and how they went off and had um, all of these terrible experiences and they were away from the church. Um, Blessed Mother um, came to my intercession to help me, to give me my direction. I, 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 never, I never looked back. I always knew hmm. I wanted to be a priest and it started there. It started with not being chosen where I thought I should be, but uh, God bringing me and, and hearing that voice um, it was one of the sweetest voices you could ever imagine. It's a wonderful voice. And so it's one of those things that still sticks with me. Sorry, I, I wow. always cry a little on that, but yeah. that was one of the great gifts wow. that was given to me. And so one of the things that, that stuck with me my whole entire life, and so I have a great love, great respect for Mother Mary. And I tell you that any time people disrespect her i'm up to, to protect our lady because i tell you that she is a strong intercessor she was given to us by the cross mm. and anyone who disrespects blessed mother mary um uh they will have to deal with me <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, so it's, it's just that's where my vocation started wow. and ever since that it's been um a powerful um, instrument in my life ever since second grade. So, mm. um, you know, in going to um, 
uh, our little Catholic school, growing up in a small town in North Dakota with all of those good people, oh my gosh. Because Glen Allen was 80% Catholic, and we would pray the sure. rosary and the litany and pray for rain. <laughs> and those things all just um, resonated in my heart and my soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's really the, the, the growth of my, my vocation as a desire to be a priest. And so I, I, I was going in the seminary, and I had an uncle who was a Benedictine priest, and so I, I didn't know there was anything but Benedictines. And so mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to go to Richerton, and I'm going to become a monk, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to be a priest for the rest of my life. And my uncle, his name is Father Vitus Bursch, just a wonderful man. He died way too early in his life. Uh, he was about 64 years old when he passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, said to me, he said, Chad, he said, you're not diocesan. You're not religious order made. You're diocesan. And I go, what's that? Because I, I thought, something with sin. I don't know what <laughs> Diocesan. And he said, no, you, you should work for um, the bishop, and you should stay in North Dakota. He said, you're really mm-hmm. geared that way. And he was really right, because... Um, uh, uh, I, 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 love, I love being a diocesan priest. I love being in a parish. I, uh, uh, I, um, to, to be with our, our people. And as a priest, I always say, I'm priest to the whole town. I'm just not to the Catholics, but I'm to the Protestants. I'm to the unbelievers. I'm to the people who are in jail in our city. I'm in, in Jamestown here, um, to the state hospital wherever I go, and so I always make a point that I always say, hello, good afternoon. Someone, a priest once said, Father, you're a troll. And I go, I don't know what that is, but if it's, if it's to say hi to everyone, then I'm a troll. So it's, it's just that our priests, we, we, we got to reach out, and most of the times a lot of our priests are shy. I just, unfortunately, is I'm just a terrible extrovert, so... Um, <laughs> God has been uh, good to me, despite my personality. He he still does his good work, despite me, as we say. Mm. But uh, that's where my vocation started was in just uh, in church, um, being rejected in one place and being received with great love, and so that really put me on the direction for the rest of my life. Oh, Father, this is Amanda. That's a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing uh, that with us and our, and our listeners um, and the fact that that was so impactful for you at such oh. a, a young age is, is just really, really, really incredible. Um, so it sounds like you had, you know, this draw to your faith and, and to the priesthood from a, a very young age. So, but I'm kind of curious, you know, of, I think you said 29 years in the priesthood yeah. now, um, with the last couple minutes that we have here, what has surprised you throughout these 29 years, you know, uh, of being a priest, you know, with some things in your daily life or things that might be unique that you didn't that think of, you know, that would be a part of your life? Well, I'm going to tell you, as you well know, if you're married, Kelly or Amanda, mm-hmm. that sometimes men need a little training. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say no more. But, you know, one of the most profound things was for me is that, you know, um, as a young man in the priesthood, you know, um, 
you kind of think independently, and I had to think more out of myself because I remember one time uh, I was in Lisbon, and this has stuck with me for, for many years. It's one of my parishes I was in, and it was my day off. <laughs> and so what happened <laughs> is that um, uh, 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 they, people were trying to get a hold of me because someone was dying. And um, I had a wonderful secretary, and she gave me a call, and it's still the days of the bag phone. She goes, Father, you didn't answer your phone. I said, what's my day off? And she said, as a priest, you don't have a day off. You, are, you take care of the people. And that was so profound for me that no matter what, if I, uh, there's no such thing as a day off from your vocation. And that was really profound that I'm a man for God and a man to be available to my people and yes. we priests really need we really need to to take up that in our vocations we are not independent businessmen we are men for Christ we're men for the people of God and no matter if it's our day off no matter if we're on vacation we are always priests and we are always responsible to God and we are always to live out that life however it comes who comes is to, to be Christ to others. And so that was taught to me very early on. So all my associates, I always say, are you looking out for, we, for each other? St. Paul says, outdo each other in charity. And that's really my mantra. It's really the, the gift that has been set in my heart. So we outdo each other in charity and love for Christ. And so... That has been the, a profound gift in my priesthood. And I'm not saying that I don't fail at it sometimes, but mm -hmm. I don't give up. I try again. So outdoing each other in Christ's love and charity for one another. Father, I, I feel like that segment went way too quickly, and we got to have you on again because <laughs> I... I I have a lot to learn from you. Yes, I have many more questions, and unfortunately, we are out of time. <laughs> that yeah. was really great, yeah. uh, Father. We we really appreciated having you on. Um, and and as you get settled there in Jamestown at your new assignment uh, at the Basilica, um, we'll be praying for you uh, in that transition to your to your priesthood. And hopefully, we can have you on uh, again sometime to share um, your beautiful witness and faith with us and our listeners. Thank you, Amanda and Kelly. This was this was fun for me. I didn't even feel like I was on radio. I felt like I was in a beautiful conversation with family. So thank oh. you for being so kind and gentle with me. So I just enjoyed being with you today. We enjoyed it as well. Boy, what a what a way to celebrate the solemnity. So thank you, Father. Thank you for your time. Real Presence Radio family, we're going to be back uh, after this short break. Stay with us.